coffee, a seemingly harmless drink that over a fourth of U.S. teens consume once a week. Almost three-fourths of Americans consume coffee every day. From your favorite Starbucks drink like caramel frappuccinos to vanilla lattes, and my personal favorite, mocha, without a second thought, teens consume coffee on a daily basis. But let's think about that for a moment. Should teens really be drinking that much caffeine? It is well known that coffee helps people stay awake thanks to the caffeine. Now, if you ask anybody whether they know what caffeine really is, people will tell you it is simply something that will keep you awake. What not many people are aware of is that it can be as harmful as any other kind of addicted drug. And why is this a problem? I want to outline some of the negative effects here before I go into each. First, it can lead to overdependence, meaning you will need more and more caffeine to feel its effect. Second, it can lead to anxiety and insomnia, sometimes at chronic levels. Third, stomach problems like hypergastronemia or the production of gastric acid can occur. Fourth, it can also cause high blood pressure, which is associated with heart attacks and heart strokes. Last but not least, for women, it is linked to low birth weight babies and miscarriages. The FDA recommends an average adult to take no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine daily. 400 milligrams is about 4 to 5 cups of coffee on average, which quite honestly sounds like a lot. An average American takes about 3.1 cups of coffee daily, and this is a healthy amount. However, even taking 100 milligrams of coffee caffeine daily may cause a person to become physically independent on the substance, meaning that one may have trouble staying focused and alert throughout the day. So how does caffeine work? So caffeine works as a mild stimulant. So a stimulant is any type of drug that increases the activity of the central nervous system. For example, methylphenidate, or meth as many people know it, is a type of stimulant that makes a person more alert and even make them happy because of the activation of the dopamine neurotransmitter. Meth overdose, however, can lead to catastrophic side effects as it can lead to heart failure, cardiovascular failure, and other horrendous side effects. While caffeine is not as potent as meth, in large doses, it can cause someone to have trouble sleeping, as well as make them anxious and jittery. This cause leads into our over-dependence and leading to anxiety and more. So caffeine and meth, however, also share something in common in that both increase the amount of dopamine, which increases the feeling of reward and happiness in the brain. With that, caffeine can also be addictive. This is because as someone who takes coffee regularly, they develop a tolerance for the drug and thus must take more in order to achieve the same amount of alertness they receive with small amounts of caffeine. Drinking coffee also can result in insomnia and anxiety. In addition to this, overusing caffeine can result in a strong dependency on the drug, which means that one will gradually take more and more caffeine or coffee in order to achieve the same effects as a normal amount of consumption. This is because the body becomes adjusted and accommodates the influx of the stimulant in the blood and thus almost becomes a necessity for life. Coffee is an acidic substance. What does this mean? So an acidic substance is one that ranges lower on the pH scale or the amount of hydrogen ions present. This lowering of pH in coffee is mostly caused by the caffeine. This is bad for the stomach as it can cause frequent contractions within the digestive tract, meaning that the stomach may spasm and lead to something. In addition, caffeine can induce or turn off the secretion of gastric acid or the acid digests food in the stomach. Caffeine does this because it activates the bitter signaling pathway, where it is able to stimulate the gastric parietal cells, which are responsible for simulating the release of gastric acid, or stomach acid. This overflowing of so-called stomach acid is called hypergastronemia. This can be a dangerous condition, where one may suffer from chronic diarrhea as well as severe abdominal pains if left untreated. Coffee has also been known to cause an increase in blood pressure as well. A rise in blood pressure is bad, as many people may know, but few people may not be aware of why it is bad. Well, high blood pressure is closely related to commonly known heart attacks and heartburns. Coffee has a tendency to raise blood pressure due to numerous reasons. 
Some researchers explain that coffee blocks cardiovascular hormones from being produced, which are substances that are able to keep arteries wide enough so that blood can easily pass through. Additionally, caffeine causes neural excitation within the brain, which causes the pituitary glands, also known as the master gland, to perceive the body in an emergency state, causing the further release of adrenaline, which raises blood pressure, increases the heart rate, and pumps more blood into your muscles. So you might be wondering, so I can use caffeine to power up my body? While this may be temporarily with a while this may be true temporarily with a rush in energy and power, the long-term consumption of coffee will cause one to feel face stronger withdrawal symptoms and will have to consume more and more coffee to feel the same kind of rush. Even though you are feeling the same rush, as you consume more abnormal amounts of coffee, the chemical compound begins to negatively degrade your neural network, stomach, and may even affect your child. Women in miscarriages. This leads on to the next negative of addiction of coffee, and it is that it may affect your children. Coffee has been proven to increase the level of Catecholamine, in an, which is a neurotransmitter drug responsible for managing stress levels in the human body. Catecholamine, however, high levels of catecholamine have been shown to increase blood pressure. This is not desirable, as higher blood pressure can easily lead to frequent headaches and even cardiac failures. Now, the moral of the story is to do everything in moderation. I'm not here to say let's quit coffee. Let's be real, I can't resist the smell of a good cup of joe. However, learning these new facts has motivated me to cut down on coffee and caffeine to once or twice a week for now, and I hope that this is the message that can reach a lot more people.